Good morning, everybody online, Summit Church of Castle Rock, Summit Church of Douglas County, I should say. Pastor Wayne here. I'm right here at the Blessing of the Bikes 2021 event. We have lots of motorcycles here, lots of people ready to do worship. It is earplug worship today. It's gonna be loud, and we are really excited to worship with you. You're gonna be studying about, you see these wings on the trailer? Gonna be studying Psalm 91, the nine promises of Psalm 91. Get down here if you're in somewhere in Douglas County. It's not too late. 4240 North Perry Park Road. Share this link with a friend. Pastor Wayne H. Everywhere. Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, Twitter, Twitch, LinkedIn, and Instagram. We'd love to have you. There's a bunch of motorcycles here. We're praying blessings and joy over everybody. And uh, so it's the Blessing of the Bikes, our first annual May 2nd. We got Krispy Kremes and coffee and prayer, and we're going to be doing some heavy music, worship, and a strong word today. So it's going to be a great, great time. Share this event with somebody. And we're going to start our five-minute countdown in a few minutes. In fact, I won't start before it's time, um, but it's going to be a great time. If you want to support the ministry of what we're doing, you can do it online. Go to mysummitchurch.com, like our Facebook page, or friend me up on, on any of my social media channels that I just mentioned. On Facebook, I'm Wayne C. Hansen. Again, share this with somebody. Let them know that church is about to get started. And if you don't have a, if you don't have a motorcycle, bring your Jeep. Bring your truck bring anything you got just bring your bring a bible and we've had, already had some great spiritual conversations with people today about what they know about the lord what they believe about god and it is it, it it is not raining it's not gonna rain it's not cold it's a gorgeous day for a jesus bike rally so get your ride and come on down here today we're so excited uh that you're with us and so turn in your bibles too if you have a bible and you're just going to be strictly watching online you can turn in your Bible to Acts chapter 1 we're going to be doing an overview of the Acts of the Apostles, the early church, and then, as I said, uh, sort of a teaching of the Psalm 91 blessing. You know, the, the protection that God offers, it's not a good luck charm. It's actually based on promises. And so we're looking forward to sharing about the promises of God and that when God, uh, when God gives us his protection his protection is perfect he covers us like a like a mother eagle covers her uh, her eaglets and so uh, you can trust that the Lord is good that his mercy endures forever and uh, it's it's this is it's gonna be a great time it might be a little loud so I'm gonna be careful with the volume feed here today but uh, we're super excited about this event so share this with a friend we only have a few minutes left before we start the countdown but once again share 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 everywhere facebook.com youtube.com periscope twitter pastor wayne h on twitch instagram or linkedin and uh this is the blessing of the bikes 2021 and uh we've we've had a great time just talking over looking at some of these beautiful rides we've got harley davidson's we i've got a vulcan over here we've got an indian motorcycle lots of harleys lots of hogs out here today and then my buddy ellis who fixes and flips bikes and he's a, a an extraordinary drummer he's gonna be drumming with us today and I love Ellis some of you know and been knowing Ellis for a long time uh, if you if you're a summiteer and uh, so anyway we're glad that you're on board and we are going to start the five-minute countdown so five minutes we'll start worshiping and then I'm gonna be doing the sermon that we talked about but share this with a friend let them know the church is about to start five minutes five minutes everybody
Five minutes, everybody. Five minutes. So if you need earplugs, come get them. <laughs> or if you like it loud, you want to feel it in your chest, you can stand in the front row. As I said, some of you heard and some of you didn't hear, we have earplugs there in the jar, so if you want ear protection, I, got, I have a confession to make. My wife is here today. Our first date was a punk rock show by a band called The Altar Boys, and uh, Mike Stan's guitar sounded a lot like this. Yeah, it's awesome. So we are singing some loud and proclamatory, celebratory very rock and roll kind of praise songs today. How many know that God is worthy of noise? He's worthy of a joyful noise. So you can make a joyful noise today and not be ashamed. Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God unto salvation for those who believe. So we don't care if people are riding their bikes by. We're proud of Jesus today, right? It's awesome. It's awesome. Can someone tell me if the countdown is done? I can't see the the, the screen on the phone, uh, on the on the on the this iPhone, the the stream. There's a countdown, and I can't tell if it's done yet. <laughs> Let me know when we get to zero. Is there a number? You see a number going? Uh, if you don't know, the restrooms for the place are in through that little awning past the kitchen and to the right if you need the restrooms. Um, and if you haven't seen our chapel yet, yes, cool, thank you. Awesome, Maria, that's what I need to know. Keep me on task. When we get close, when we get to 15 seconds, let me know, and I will start. Anybody, anybody out there like it loud? Anybody listen to their music loud? Am I the only one? Okay, good. Oh, thank God. Thank God. So, I am really... I want to just brag on this band for a minute, since I got a minute or two. This guy over here, Johnny, who's playing lead guitar today, he's 15? 15, 15 years old. 
And uh, you're going to have to check out his guitar solo on this first song. It's pretty incredible. And his dad's playing bass, nurturing his son in the music world. And their mama is singing with us today. Beautiful voice. We love Maria. She's a wonderful cook. And she provided all the coffee today. And then my, my man Ellis, who flips and he fixes and flips motorcycles, he decided to come and play drums with us today. And uh, man, it's going to be a big, big old time, big celebration. There's Sally, Sally Gelroth. She made it. She's here. How you doing, sister? Good to see you. If you're the kind that likes to stand up and bang your head, this is the time to stand up, everybody. Like a lion, roaring, roaring, roaring like a lion. 
guitar solo how do you like that and you were there to see it you were there to see it isn't that amazing I'm always amazed by young people and their their ability to learn things so quickly he's just picked that up so fast it's so so great well, let's open with prayer father we love you thank you for a beautiful day it's not snowing or raining it's not too cold it's actually beautiful out here today and we're so thankful we've been able to pray over so many bikes today and bikers today we're thankful, Lord, for the privilege of living here in Colorado and all the beauty that we get to see every day. Lord, may you be glorified in everything we say and do. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Okay, so I took an old Sunday school song. Anybody like The Clash? Anyone love The Clash back in the day? I, I thought, what would happen if Johnny Rotten and Sid Vicious went to Sunday school? And this is what I came up with. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong, they are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me, loves me, yes, Jesus loves me, loves me, yes, Jesus loves me, but the Bible tells me so. Jesus loves me, this I know. He loved so long ago Taking children on his knee Saying let them come to me Yes, Jesus loved me, loves me Yes, Jesus loves me Yes, Jesus loves me Bible tells me so Jesus loves me still today Tell me so. 
everybody all right i know we the, none of the by the way you have papers none of these songs are on those papers so you can just put those papers in your pocket or stuff them under a hay bale anything you want to do but these are all call and response songs this next song is called big how many of our god is big he's so strong he's so mighty there's nothing our god cannot do amen so when we get to the part of the song where you say, there's nothing my God cannot do, I want you to throw your fist in the air and think about what the devil has tried to get you with. And you just throw it in his face today as we sing, there's nothing my God cannot do. All right? This one's a barn burner too, so just be forward, fair warning. <laughs> So 
body is my life. He holds the oceans in his hand. There's nothing, my God. There's nothing, my God, cannot do. There's nothing, my God, cannot do. There's nothing, my God, cannot do. Come on, public, public, public. There's nothing, my God, cannot do. There's nothing, my God, cannot do. There's nothing my God cannot do. There's nothing my God cannot do. There's nothing my God cannot do. Nice, nice, nice. All right. We're going to calm it down a little. We're not going to turn it down, but we'll calm it down just a little, everybody. Some of you guys might know this one from the back in the day day as well. Lord, I lift your name on high. Lord, I love to sing your praises. So glad you're in my life. I'm so glad you came to save us. Came from heaven to earth. You came from heaven to earth to show the way from the earth to the cross. My day to pay from the cross to the grave, from the grave to the sky. Lord, I lift your name on high. Just a bit from the one-year Bible. Is Tim ready to do it, or should I do it? I'll do it. 
I'll do it. I'll do it. He's on a bike. It's fine. It's, I'll, yeah, it's okay. It's all right. We love to read from the one-year Bible at this church. And aren't you glad that our church likes motorcycles? Isn't it nice we have church outside today? Think of how boring it could be, right? <laughs> May 2nd, Psalm 103, verse 11 is the highlighted verse in today's one-year Bible. It says this, For his unfailing love towards those who fear him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. He has removed our sins as far from us as the east is from the west. Isn't that awesome? That's the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. So this next song talks about how God can move mountains. Now, when we threw our fists in the air and we said, there's nothing my God cannot do, maybe there's something you're feeling overwhelmed by today. Maybe there's just like a mountain standing in front of you and you're like, God, I don't know how you're going to move that. I don't know how I'm going to get over this or I don't know how you're going to solve this problem. Guess what? Mountains are still being moved. Amen, yeah. Strongholds are still being loosed. Our God can still heal, save, and deliver. Amen. So that's what this next song is all about. Mountains are still being moved. Strongholds are still being loose. God, we believe. God, we believe. Yes, we can see that. Wonders are still what you do. Bodies are still being raised. Bodies are still being raised. Giants are still being slain. We believe. God, we believe, yes, we can see that wonders are still what you do. We are here for you, come and do what you do. We are here for you, come and do what you do. Mountains are still being moved. Mountains are still being moved. Strongholds are still being loosed. God, we believe. Yes, we can see that. Wonders are still what you do. Bodies are still being raised. Bodies are still being raised. Giants are still being slain. God, we believe, yes, we can see that wonders are still what you do. We are here for you, come and do what you do. We are here for you, come and do what you do. Set our hearts. This is a move. 
This is a move. We need a move. We need a move. We need it in America, in Colorado. This is a move. Now sing this with me. Miracles happen when you move. Miracles happen when you move. Healing is coming in this room. Miracles happen when you move. Heaven is coming. Oh, miracles happen when you move. Healing is coming in this room. Miracles happen when you move. Heaven is coming. Oh, miracles happen when you move. Healing is coming in this room. Miracles happen when you move. Heaven is coming. We're here for you. We are here. Set our hearts, set our hearts on you. Come and do what you do. We need a move. This is a move. We need a move. This is a move. Jesus today. We love you, God. We worship you. Amen. Amen. Well, I think we'll say, want to save the blessing for the end. Is that okay with you? Is that all right? All right. Hey, everybody, have a seat on the hay bale. It's going to get a little quieter up here, but not a lot quieter, but a little bit quieter. Find a comfortable space. Maybe you want to make a hay bale into a bench or you can lean against it. You can figure it out on your own. Maybe your, your, your bike might be more comfortable than the hay bale. I don't know. I am so blessed to see so many friends, both old and new, out here today. And it's so great to have Dan, who I've been known since the Christian TV world when I was working as a, a cameraman and technical director and all that stuff uh, at Lacy Television, World Harvest Television. And he, he and I are partnering on a new TV show coming out very soon, hopefully next fall, called The Jesus Taxi. So if you haven't seen my Jesus Taxi show, it's on my YouTube channel. And people, I'm a, some of you know I'm, a, I'm an Uber Lyft driver. So I do Uber Lyft rides for people uh, when, I, when I feel like it. And we have, we, have the, we have the cab all set up with GoPro cameras. And we have conversations about Jesus in the Jesus Taxi. And so we're working on getting that here and on, the, on his network uh, here. 
here, and then we're also probably going to try to syndicate it as, as well to a few other platforms. So I'm um, glad to have Dan here today. Glad to be here. Glad to be yes, here. thank you, Dan, for being here. And, and then uh, I, I, I got to say hello to Nate Rich back there. Nate was a part of our church way back in the day. We used to have pre-launch meetings in Nate's living room uh, in Castle Rock. We had so many memories down through the years, and God has been so faithful to him. And uh, so, so grateful for, to meet his new wife, Jen, not new, to, but new to me, I guess. Two years they've been married, and that's really awesome. And they rode their bikes here together, so that's pretty awesome. And all you normal summiteers, you're here faithfully every week. And uh, Tim and Lori took a little digger coming in, but they're okay. The bike's okay. Everything's fine. That, that added a little excitement to the day. Yeah, I guess when we graded, we we left a little soft spot there for you. So you're welcome for that. You're welcome. You got you got to be evil Knievel just for a minute, and uh, that was awesome, <laughs> right? So uh, I've been doing this year. I've been doing an overview of the New Testament, and I'm going to change up my my strategy just a little bit. I've been teaching chapter and verse throughout the year, but these outreach events, we I really want to. I want to. I want people who don't know much about the church or about God to feel welcome to come. And not to feel like they're being lectured to, but just to give you an overview of, of Christianity, what we believe, and just a little bit about the Bible. So I'm going to give you just the highlights of, of these five chapters, Acts 1 through 5. A lot happens in the book of Acts. And Tim and I have been talking about the Holy Spirit lately, how, you know, I believe that the right people came here today. Like the Holy Spirit drew the, just the exact people who are supposed to be here. And the people that weren't supposed to be here, they're not here. <laughs> Right? God kept them away. Or maybe they decided not to come. Or both. Right? God has a way of drawing everyone that are supposed to be there and keeping away the people that aren't supposed to be there. And that's just, that's how he does it. That's how life works. And it's kind of an ebb and flow of nature and, and just how God works in his creation. And the early church is a fascinating study because you think the Gospels, all up to this point in this year, we've been talking about Jesus. Right? Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Right? It's all been about Jesus, about where he was born and, and uh, you know, the miracles that he did and the amazing teachings and the, the, the healings and the deliverances from demonic strongholds and then resurrection of Lazarus and then his own resurrection, and then his ascension into heaven. Like, man, the Jesus story is a crazy story. Like, there's a lot going on with the, with the gospel. Amen. But, you know, it doesn't end with Jesus. You know, the Jesus story is still going on right now. You know what's happening right here today? The Jesus story is continuing. And the book of Acts tells the story of the early church. In fact, the day of Pentecost is sort of the birthday of the church. So in Acts chapter 1, Jesus promises that, there, that he's going to send the Holy Spirit. He says in Acts 1.8, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You'll be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere. In Jerusalem, throughout Judea, and Samaria to Denver, and to Douglas County, and Sedalia, and Castle Rock. Come on, right? To the ends of the earth, right? To the ends of the earth. And the gospel's still going forward. That story's still being written through you and I today. Jesus promises the Holy Spirit. He says, unless I go away, he can't come. So Jesus ascends into heaven, and then two angels show up, and they said, hey, in the same way that he left, he's going to come back. But now, go to Jerusalem, and we should have a prayer meeting, and wait. Wait for the promised Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit came. 
And tongues of fire rested on people's heads and they began to speak with other languages they didn't even understand or know. And they're proclaiming the great things of God. And people from all the world could hear them speaking their own languages and declaring the greatness in the gospel of Christ. That's Acts chapter 1. And then we get to Acts chapter 2, which is the day of Pentecost, this birthday of the church, where the house shook and all these things are happening. And here's what happens. After they receive the Holy Spirit, they speak in tongues, and the Holy Spirit comes in like a windstorm. There's power all of a sudden. You Remember how Peter was so timid? Like he denied Christ. He was so scared. He went back to his fishing business in Galilee. He says, I'm getting out of town. I'm going, I'm leaving Jerusalem. Let's go back to Nazareth. He goes, I'm going back fishing, everybody. And then Jesus basically says, Pete, what are you doing here? <laughs> and he gives him breakfast on the beach. And he says, Peter, do you love me? He says, yes, Lord, I love you. Do you love me more than these? Lord, yeah, I love you. Do you love me? Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Then feed my sheep. So Peter goes, oh, I've been in the wrong place. I'm not supposed to go back fishing. Going back to Jerusalem. We're going to go seek the Holy Spirit. We're going to wait for the Holy Spirit. So they're in the upper room waiting for the Spirit to come. And the Holy Spirit descends. And what happens is they all get power. Suddenly Peter gets boldness. And he declares this first sermon of the church. First sermon ever. 3,000 people get saved in one day. And the church is born in Jerusalem. And so here's what it says in Acts chapter 238. Peter replied, each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Peter says, you receive Jesus, you'll get God's spirit inside of you. When you get Jesus, you're going to get God's spirit inside of you. And then there's going to be an overflowing of power and guidance and strength, supernatural strength and wisdom that you didn't have before. You're going to get a holy boldness. You'd be so bold, you'd be, you'd be singing praise songs on the highway. You'll be inviting people that, you'll be inviting the hell's angels to come to church. Which we did, by the way. I don't know if we have any hell's angels today. I hope we do. Because we can turn you into a heaven's angel real fast. You know, you can switch teams real fast. And so the day of Pentecost is powerful. And, and then Jesus, uh, then, then Peter proclaims Jesus, the church is born. And then he goes to the temple just as Jesus did. And he lays hands on a beggar who's been, who's been crippled his whole life. And the beggar gets up and he starts walking and leaping and praising God. And was like, hey, isn't that the homeless guy that was at the gate every day? He's walking around. What happened? And then, G then Peter goes into the temple just like Jesus did. And he starts teaching about the scriptures in the temple courts. The very people that want to arrest him and to kill him. Like, I'm sure the, the priests and the Sadducees are going, did we kill Jesus? Did we just kill these people? Did we just put him on a cross? They're out there. They're out preaching again. They're healing people again. I thought we killed Jesus. No, it's not Jesus. It's, a, it's one of his followers. Oh, really? His followers can heal people? What? They're saying the th same things that he did. We can't get rid of this Jesus. Isn't that amazing? Can't get rid of him. So Peter heals a cripple. He preaches just like Jesus did in the temple. And then chapter 4, Peter and John are in trouble. They get in trouble. Like, you can't be healing people. You can't be doing this anymore. They take him before the council. 
And they, they just, they say, you can no longer teach in this man's name. You can't do what you're doing anymore. And Peter, the guy who was hiding out before, goes, you, you judge whether who we should obey. Should we obey God or should we obey you? They, they didn't know what to say to that. Like, this is supposed to be God's followers. They're like, well, I guess you're supposed to obey God, but, but you know. Okay, and they just decided to let him go. They just let him go. And do you think that stopped Peter and John and the rest of the, <laughs> the followers? They got more bold. They preached the gospel with even greater fervor. They healed more people. More people got saved. The church got bigger and bigger. You couldn't stop it. You couldn't stop the gospel. You couldn't stop the work of Christ. And that brings us to chapter 5. And they, there's a community that gets built in the early church. And there's this couple. They, they see what's going on. It's like, wow. Man, you, you really, you're powerful in this church if you're generous, if you give. So this is couple. They see a man named Barnabas who sells all of his possessions. He sell his, sells his land. He sells everything he has. And he gives the money to the church and to the poor. And he feeds the community. And he's like a hero in the church. They're like, hey, honey, do you want to be a hero to these people? Let's say that we sold the property and gave all the money to the church. But we'll keep most of the money. But we'll say we gave all the money. Their names were Ananias and Sapphira. And they weren't lying to people. They were lying to God. And how many of you can't lie to God? <laughs> God knows. You can lie to people. You can fool people. But you can't fool God. So they are lying to the council of the church. And God strikes Ananias dead for his lie to the Holy Spirit. And his wife comes in. He's, he's struck dead in a meeting, in a church meeting. His wife comes in and said, hey, is this the price that you paid for the field? Because you said that all the, the purchase price of this land is what you gave. But is this the actual price that you paid? And she goes, oh, yeah, that's the price. And boom, God strikes her dead too. And they carry her out of the meeting. And like God does not take lying uh, lightly. Like you pretending to be generous when you're not being generous in order to curry favor with people. God says, that's not cool. It's not good to do. You'll, you'll find God's judgment and wrath over that. And then, of course, there's more healings and miracles. And then the, the Sanhedrin, the, the council gets really angry, and they arrest all of the apostles. They arrest all of them. And that's where we'll leave off with our chapter and verse teaching for this week. I want to do a special teaching. Have you ever seen these wings on the side of the trailer? And you're like, what is that about? How many of you have seen that? And you're like, what is the what are the wings about? Some of you live nearby and you've seen the, the wings on the trailer. Like, I don't know what that means. I'll, I'll let you in on a little secret. Maybe you want to get a sticker for this for, for your bike. That is Psalm 91 in Roman numerals. Psalm 91. So I'm going to read Psalm 91 and give you the nine fast promises. First of all, those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God. I trust in Him. You know, it's not good luck. It's promises. God gives promises. You know, getting our bikes prayed over, that's not like a good luck charm. Like, oh, I got my lucky sticker for the season. No, no. No, no, I'm trusting in God's promises. He promised to protect me, to always be with me, to never leave me, to live, never forsake me. My God is my God. I trust in him. Amen. Amen. Number, sex, next verse, uh, chapter, uh, verse 4, he says, For you will rescue, he will rescue you from, from every trap and protect you from the deadly disease. Boy, haven't we seen that this year? He will cover you with his feathers. 
He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. His promises, not good luck, his promises are your protection. Your protection comes from what he's promised. You know, we Christians, we can't lose. Because if we die, we go to heaven. And if we live, we live to serve Christ. So either way, we win. We win no matter what you do to us. <laughs> right? You can beat us. We're taking in the stripes and we're, we're squawking in the steps of Jesus. We know him in the fellowship of his sufferings. Oh, you can beat me. Oh, that makes me more like Jesus. Thank you. You can, you can persecute me and call me a fool. Oh, thank you. They did the same thing to the prophets. Wow, nice. Isn't that nice? I'm now in the company of the prophets. You can kill me. Oh, I get to go to heaven. Wow. Big deal, right? I'm not afraid of what men can do to me when I live in the promises of God. So it's not luck. It's his promises. Verse 5. Do not be afraid of the terrors of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in the darkness nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side, though 10,000 are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. Amen? In a, in a time of a global pandemic, in a time of coronavirus, maybe you'll get COVID. God can save you from COVID. No weapon formed against you will prosper. You're more than a conqueror through him who loves you. He can see you through anything. Right? We have courage in fearful times. What we believers have is we have an eternal hope. So that gives me a bravery that other people don't have. Amen. It gives me a courage where other people go, I, I don't, I'm afraid of it. I'm not sure about that, all that. I'm kind of fearful. We don't have to be afraid. Jesus said, don't be afraid. Just believe. Fear not. <laughs> Just believe. Amen. Whew. Don't you love that Jesus is called the son of David? Because this psalm was written by David, a psalm of protection. And so then this next verse, he says, verse 8, Just open your eyes and you will see how the wicked are punished. This is sort of a fearful idea when we're not living right with God, right? We do know that God is a faithful judge and that God will judge. He will judge. See, a lot of people in this life are like, well, when is that guy going to get his? I can't believe he got away with it again. How do we feel the injustice of this life? You ever feel the injustice? You're like, I can't believe it. Well, that's not, this isn't the end of the story. This ain't the end. It'll be done when God says it's done. When the gavel comes down and the judge has made his decision, that's, that's when we see the righteous get their reward and the evil get their punishment. Right? And a lot of people go, I can't, I can't believe in a God that would send people to hell. Really? You can't believe in a God that would send Adolf Hitler to hell? Can't believe in a God that would send a person like Saddam Hussein that would torture children to hell? Really? I do. I believe in a just God. People who rape migrants as they come across the border, you don't think there's a special place in hell for people like that? I guarantee it. There will be a punishment for sin. And the, the trick is for us as believers is not to get pulled in to the muck and the mire and the sin of this world. To live righteously. To live like Christ. Amen? Verse 9. Here's a promise. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the Most High your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home. 
for he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. The, the original Hebrew here actually means you won't even stub your toe. You won't, you're not even going to hurt yourself a little bit. God is going to look after you. No evil, no plague, not the slightest harm. Whew, how many want that when you're in a motorcycle at 75 miles an hour? <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? Woo. Yeah. Thank you, God. No plague, no harm, no mechanical failures. <laughs> Man, make sure those wheels are on. They're real good. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's also a good reason to be faithful with your maintenance on your bike, too, by the way. <laughs> don't, don't be careless with your maintenance. Right, somebody? Yeah. Yeah, it's important. That's part of faithfulness. It's part of stewarding what you have. What God is, if God's giving you that bike... It's part of your job as a Christian to take good care of your bike, right? It's a reflection of how you believe in God. If it's a gift from God, then I'm going to treat it with, with deference and honor, and I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to polish it. I'm going to look after the fluids, make sure the engine doesn't seize up, all those things, right? That might sound silly to you, but I think God cares about how we treat our things, cares about how we treat our possessions, right? Which reminds me, uh, we are with this. We don't you love this building? Don't you love this church? It's amazing that we have a church. We have a building. We're not renting a school anymore. Like we walk in there, and it's like this is a miracle. It's been empty for eight years, and now we have a church. It's a miracle. It really is. So even though we're renters, we're trying to take good care of this place. You know, Ron graded the parking lot yesterday. And he did a great job. You know, Tim has done tons of trim work and getting rid of the low-hanging limbs, and we're going to do a bunch more of that. The last Saturday of the month, we're going to make kind of work days out here. We're going to, you know, scrape out and rake out the, the gravel and, like, get rid of the weeds. We're going to keep trimming back and make the place cleaner and cleaner. Not because we own the place, but because this place belongs to God. And it's where we worship. And even if we're doing that work for an, another owner, that doesn't matter. God will honor that. Right? As we take good care of what he's trusted us with. All right. Verse 13. You will trample upon lions and cobras. You will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. That's why we sang that roaring like a lion today. I just love that song. My God's not dead. He's surely alive. He's living on the inside, roaring like a lion. Right? My God has teeth. He's not, he doesn't just roar. He, he takes on my enemies. Right? He does that for you and me. Verse 14, the Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. So there's a condition. There's a condition. Trust is the condition. To say, I will rescue everybody? No. I will rescue both the godly and the wicked? No. I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. That's the condition. There's no promise for a non-believer. There's no promise who says, oh God, you do, you do what you want to do. I'm not going to follow you. Well, you're on your own then, brother. You're on your own to do what, get whatever you get because God's not there to protect you. You don't want his help. God's like this, hey, when, you, when you're ready for me, <laughs> I'm waiting. He's just like, just call me and I'll answer you. But if you don't want my help, how many, how many parents, how many parents are here? Moms, dads, you ever watch your kids struggle and you go, hey, do you want some help? They go, no, I can do it. You want to help? You want to do it for them, don't you? They're like, no, no. It's better that they learn. Either learn how to do it or let me be teachable enough to let me show you. Amen? God is a good father, and he's trying to, he's trying to get us to call on to him so that we'll learn from him. 
And there's so much that's, that's said about this. Let me look at this one passage in Peter. It talks about that the enemy goes around like a lion. He says, stay alert, watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He pro pro prowls about like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour, to devour. Stand firm against him. Be strong in your faith. Remember that your family of believers all over the world are going through the same thing, the same kind of suffering that you are. You're not the first Christian to suffer. You're not the first person to go through difficulty. You're not the only one going through it right now either, by the way. We're all going through it. And God can help us if we'll turn to him. Wrapping it up here in verse 15. They will call on me and I will answer. And I will be with them in trouble. Ever been in trouble? You're like, I don't even know who to turn to. Turn to God. They will call on me. I might answer. I could answer if I feel like it. No, no. I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue them and honor them. When you're in trouble, you feel ashamed. Like, how did I get in this predicament? Have you ever been crying out to God and you go, God, I know it's the 500th time, but please, will you help me one more time? <laughs> Guess what? He's right there. He's an eternal God. His mercies are new every morning. Just keep turning to him. Just say, God, it's me again. I messed up again. <laughs> I thought I could do it. Can't do it, Lord. I need you. It's me standing in the need of prayer again. Please, God, be with me today. Please, Lord, help me with my attitude. Please, Lord, forgive me of my sin. Please, God, strengthen me. Please, Lord, help my heart to soften to your truth, to your word, to your cause, to your people. Amen. To even pray for my enemies, to those who hate me, to those who want to spitefully use me and say all manner of things against me, want to lie on me and, and just abuse me in all kinds of different ways. Lord, help me to treat them the way you did when you were being crucified on that cross, when you were being beaten and they were pulling your beard out of your face. Lord, you didn't speak a word of, in your defense. Lord, help me to have that same kind of unconditional forgiveness and love and to be filled with your spirit. And when you get Jesus, you get God's spirit. Amen? Man, I love Psalm 91. You see why Psalm 91 is one of my favorites? It's the wings. It's the wings. That's, I got to come under the wings. Lord, cover me with your wings. Ooh, I can't do it. I'm not strong enough, but you are. I can't protect myself. I can't watch my own back, but Lord, you can. Amen. And that brings me, that brings me to verse 15. He says, when they call on me, I will answer them. I will be with them in trouble. I will honor them. And then verse 16, I will reward them with a long life and give them my salvation. I'll reward them with a long life. How many of you want to ride your Harley? Long time. Long time, right? You want to enjoy your life for a long time. Yeah. I believe God can give that to you. A long life. He can give you his salvation. Salvation. That's an interesting word, isn't it? Does that mean he's going to save you from a, a speeding ticket from the cops? Maybe not. Maybe. Maybe not. Does that mean he's going to save you from jail time? Maybe. Maybe not. I think David's talking about something deeper than just being saved from a circumstance. I think he's talking about an eternal home with God 
as your father. I think it goes deeper than just being saved from a little difficulty here in, in this life. I think it comes down to what we studied last week, church, the Romans road. What's the first address in the Romans road? Romans 3.23. What does Romans 3.23 say? It says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. No one is perfect. No one is righteous. Even the Pope has sinned. Even Mother Teresa sinned. The most righteous person you can think of, Billy Graham, has, was, has sinned. Name the most wonderful person. Pastor Wayne has sinned. Whoa. We've all sinned. We've all, right? We've all sinned. And Romans 3.23, it leads us to Romans 6.23. Right? What's the price for sin? Well, the wages of sin, the price of sin, is death. It's not just, hey, you might die in a drunk driving accident or you might die in a shootout or something. It's, it's worse than that. The wages of sin is eternal separation from God in a place called hell. A place of total absence of God. See, God doesn't send people to hell. We send ourselves there by rejecting the grace of a loving God. We say, God, no, thank you. I don't want, I don't want what you're offering. I'll do it my own way. And guess what? You don't come to God on your terms. You come to God on his terms. Because he's the one who's made the way. The wages of sin is death. Aren't you glad it doesn't stop there? The wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life. Hey, turn around for a second. Look at that cloud. Look at that cloud over there. The contrast, that would be a beautiful black and white picture. Doesn't that just remind you of what heaven might look like one day? And there's this beautiful cloud. I just imagine just sailing into a cloud like that and landing at the feet of Jesus one day. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. One day, all that are adopted, all that are in his family, we're going to spend eternity with him. We're going to be in his family with him forever. But that you don't get that promise if you reject his grace and his gift. Right? The way, so all have sinned. We know that. Nobody's perfect. The wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus, our Lord, which takes us to Romans 10, 9 and 10, that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and if you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Might, not might be, not could be, not perhaps. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart men believe, and with the mouth confession is made to salvation. So if you say, God, I'm ashamed of you. I can't tell anyone about you. I'm not sure I believe in you. Jesus said, if you're ashamed of me before men, I'm going to be ashamed of you before my father. you got to make up this, your mind. Are you going to live for him or not? Are you going to let him be the boss or not? Are you going to let Jesus pay your way? Or are you going to try to pay it yourself? And that's the gospel. That's the Romans road. And I love to just lead a simple prayer that starts the relationship. Maybe you've never done that. Maybe you've never said, okay, God, just like some of you guys have, you have key startups on your bikes, right? I saw some of you have keys. How many, how many of you put your keys in your pocket because you don't want to leave with your bike? Some of you have kickstarts and that's cool. But when you, when you say, God, 
here's my life. It's like giving him the keys. <laughs> you say, Lord, this whole life is yours now. Do what you want with this life of mine. I give you the keys. It's, I, I'm, I belong to you, lock, stock, and barrel, 100%. I belong to you, God. And the way you do that is you come to him humbly. And you say, God, I'm sorry for my sins. I'm sorry if I messed things up. I thank you for dying on the cross for me. I believe that God raised you from the dead according to the scriptures. See, I can't just form my own concept of God and receive that. I have to, I have to receive what God has already done as he's revealed himself. And then I open my heart and I say, please come in. And then I'm not going to be perfect after I make that decision. I know I'm not. I'm going to, plenty of Christians still sin, but they're not happy about it. <laughs> That's the difference. You know, sinners, when they don't have Jesus Christ as the Lord of their life, they don't care. <laughs> they're happy about it, right? But once you have Jesus inside, you're not so happy about it anymore. You're like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. I, I'm under new management now. I have a new owner now. Sorry, God. That's not who I am anymore. Please help me to do better, to be the man, to be the woman you want me to be. Amen? So the prayer that we pray is, I, I, anybody love racing? If you're motorcyclist, you have to love racing, right? There's an, old, there's an old oil company called Scientifically Treated Petroleum. You guys have heard of STP? It was a big racing brand back in the day. STP is all over all kinds of oil cans and stuff. At, you know, Scientifically Treated Petroleum. But for me, STP means something different. It means, sorry, thank you, please. Sorry, thank you, please. I'm sorry, God for how I've made a mess of things for my sins. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. I believe God raised you from the dead. Please come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. So simple. It's so simple a child can do it. And many children do. If you want to pray that prayer and receive Christ, would you just pray it right now, whether you're watching on our feed here online or if you're here on the hay bales in the parking lot? Let's just pray that out loud. And even if you've prayed it before, let's pray it for those who may be praying it for the first time. Say, Dear Jesus, I'm sorry for my sin. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. I believe God raised you from the dead. According to the scriptures. Please come into my heart. Be my savior. Be my Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 That's the gospel of Jesus. And it's pretty great. It's pretty great, right? So I'm so glad that you're here today. Please don't make this a one-off. Please come back. We meet this like this every, every Sunday at 1030, most of the time indoors. But we're going to be doing the first Sundays throughout the summer, a lot of it outdoors. Like the first Sunday of June, weather permitting, we're going to have a church picnic. So fried chicken and potato salad and all that stuff here. All right. And then the first Sunday of July is actually July 4th. So we're going to have a nighttime Worship under the stars on July 4th, and maybe we can see some fireworks from here, and that'll be fun. And then the first Sunday of August is our Backpack Sunday. We're going to try to load up backpacks for kids going back to school, and that's going to be awesome. And we're also launching, on the second Saturdays of each month, our Food Bank Ministry. We're partnering with the Food Bank of the Rockies in Denver and the Douglas County Task Force. And Maria, how many of you guys know that Maria is a fabulous cook? Anybody know that? She's amazing. She has a commercial kitchen at her house, and she's got what do you call what do you call your red sauce again it's ray, ray is it what is what's your red your tomato sauce called oh um 
Spaghetti sauce. Yes, you have a spaghetti yeah. sauce. Yes. Aaliyah's. Leah's spaghetti. Leah's spaghetti. Yeah, it's, it's very good. And it's, we love it. We love it. She's a great cook. And so uh, Maria and I are putting together uh, food banks Saturdays, 10.30 a.m. On, on Saturday mornings. If you want to help us gather um, donations, it's great. If you know a family's in need of food, we pick up Panera Bread two nights of the week, and we can deliver family bread packs to people who don't have enough food. So if you want to be a part of the food ministry, we'd love to have you on those second Saturdays as well. I think, I think that's everything. I want to, I want to sing this song. It's the blessing and we can consider this our, our, our send off song. It actually takes this, uh, the blessing that I normally say at the end of service and puts it to music. Also, if I haven't prayed over you and your bike yet today, let you let me know and we'll come over and pray for you. But I think we've hit everybody. Would you stand with me as we sing it? Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you. Be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Lord bless you. The Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you. Be gracious to you. Lord turns face toward you and give you peace. Sing Amen, Amen.
generations and your family and your children and the children and their children may his faith be upon for a thousand generations and your family and your children and the children and the children may his presence go before you and behind you and beside you all around you and within you he is with you he is with you in the morning in the evening in your coming and your going in your weeping and rejoicing he is for you 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 if you believe it, sing Amen, Amen. 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 May His favor be upon you. For a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and the children may his presence go before you and behind you and beside you all around you and within you he is with you he is with you in the morning in the evening in your coming and your going in your weeping and rejoicing he is for you, 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 sing that, he is for you, 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 sing Amen. opportunities, Lord, to be a blessing to the people around them. Bless their families. Bless their businesses. Bless their possessions, Lord. Help them to be the men and women of God you want them to be. Now may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. May he be gracious unto you. Lift your countenance and give you his peace. Amen. 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 Hey, how about that? The first ever Blessing of the Bikes 2021. We did it, everybody. We did it. 
So if you want to help out, a couple things. If you want to partner with the ministry, by the way, there is a tithe and offering can over there by the coffee bar. Or you can donate online. You can go to mysummitchurch.com and click the donate button. You can mail a gift to Summit Church of Castle Rock. And the address is on our website. But uh, we we need a few of you to help out with some of the, these hay bales. We're going to load these hay bales into that trailer right behind us and then all this musical equipment's going to go over into the church basement so if anybody wants to hang out while we do that that's great if you want to hop on your ride and take off you can do that too let's hear it for the blessing of the bikes one more time everybody Blessings on you, everybody. Have a great week.